Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome back to the Intrinsic Minds podcast, where it is not about what you think, but it's about how you think. And uh, today we'll be embarking on another journey, another planet. Uh, which will be a Martian conversation, the Martian principle. But before we do, let's let's uh, let's catch up on Geo's. Uh, how, Geo, how was your Fourth of July? Very hot and heated moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, right. Hot and heated, and a little fiery and stuff. Uh, little tempers flared here and there. You know, it's always good, especially in the humid actual heat. So, but other than that, all is well, all is good. Um, I'm, you know, I've been doing the Virgo shit. Get myself ready. Going to be gone for a little over two weeks. Come the 17th. Um, so we will be taking a pause a little bit. So I'll be in Italy. And yeah, but we're good. We're organized. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know. It's uh, I know I mentioned it last episode, but the uh, solar flare, right? We're breaking records now. Yeah. So you said uh, hot and heavy, and you said flared up. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's a solar activity, and it seems to be that there is like a weird, and I've been saying it now for like two weeks. Like it's a it's a weird shift in the air. I you could totally sense it now. It's getting stronger and stronger. The world's getting weirder. Mm. You know, so it's why I love channels like Quantum of Conscience because he makes me feel normal in a in a way. Because he's you know you watch people and what they're going through. And it's just, we do live in weird times, people. It is just a weird fucking time. And I guess just embrace it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, and the and the flaring up, man, the solar flares and the, you know, agitation and the concern about the world is, is all for real. And it's ironic because we are going into a North Node sign. And actually, I think on the day you leave, I want to say, it's like the 17th or 18th. It's going into Aries, be, which yeah, is... They have- Mars ruled. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. It'll be between that yeah. and the 17 and 18, depending on where you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just feels like every, like in life in general, when you're like anywhere you peek around a corner, it seems like something is like about to break at times. And that doesn't, yeah. that could be, that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. That could kind of be like ripping off a band aid at some points and stuff. So it's, yeah, I, I think. I think closing out this year, going to next year. I mean, I know this is constantly always said, but I think it's going to be, I think it'd be pretty interesting when you're kind of like along the ride now of life and all the different types of permeating energies that are occurring, things that are coming in, going out and stuff. And, you know, you're ready to, to meld with it and, and be part of it instead of resisting it. So yeah, I think, I think it's, Sometimes we should take that attitude with it, even though things don't look too great sometimes. No, and they don't. And mm-hmm. it's, but I think, like, I, I don't know if people are either desensitized, they're just used to it, mm-hmm. or it's kind of just like fuck all at this point. A little point, bit of all. But like, 
Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, I keep seeing this thing about with like, uh, you know, the whole ascension consciousness mm. thing is like, you know, you do have like a group of people that I think are kind of s- snapping out of it right now. And you have people yeah. that have been awake, you know, and so like you're watching people wake up too. And it's like a little more chaotic because I would and I would assume that the people are waking up later are going to have a harder time with it, not only because of the timing, but because there was a reason they didn't wake up to begin with. You know, people that were more resistant to the change, more resistant to the energy, more resistant to everything that was happening. That's a little more out of this world than what they're used to. And, you know, that's why I said I could thank people like Quantum of Conscience, Matt McKinley, or uh, any of the astrologers that I've been following for so long, or any of this stuff that I've been into. I could even, I could thank the 2012 prophecy and all that, which woke me up, uh, 9-11 and all this stuff that I had woken up so young that this is just another walk in the fucking park at this point. Mm-hmm. And just like... Yeah, you got to kind of balance yourself with the energies. And it's not easy. I'm not claiming that I'm, you know, uh, doing it any better than a lot of other people. But when it comes down to it, you know, well, yeah, the energy's high. You just got to ride the wave. And, you know, if anything, jump into your Mars, right? Take uh, mm-hmm. take action, you know, uh, really kind of hone in. And I think the next year being ruled or 18 months being ruled by Aries and, and Mars and all that, it is going to be about what serves you and what's about because Mars is about self and it's mm-hmm. about your own drive and what, what you're passionate about and all that. And it's supposed to be that go-getter masculine type of energy. So I think that's what the next 18 months kind of, you know, we're going to, we're going to be experiencing. And on the other end, when it comes to mundane astrological points of view, um, if there were to be any war, I mean, I would, I would guess mm-hmm. that while a North Node was going through the sign of war, that that's what this is going to bring. Cause that's what Mars rules. So. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point you you made though because honestly yeah if anybody if you I mean if you've even been paying attention to what we're saying but even many astrologers and everything like a lot of the time I mean there is a lot of astrologers saying something else but a lot of this time we've been in has been you know the past couple of years has been a very receptive month going inward uh, trying to prepare ourselves figure out what we value. Uh, you know, going beneath the surface and trying to transform maybe things within us and stuff like that. And, and, and constantly hitting this wall when we try to like force our will or something like that. And maybe now coming into the shift, I think like what you're saying is right. That it's like, you, you know, we still got that time to, you know, we're kind of nearing that, that roundabout here where it's like now more of the Martian implementations may start to come up where we need to kind of pursue our will and, and do those things and get out there, create some sort of action and overcome some sort of fear in those sort of ways. So this would be a good episode to kind of like, you know, even touch up on, you know, maybe how to do some of those things through that Mars energy and the Mars in our chart and stuff. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's really what the key, the key thing for us to learn this past few times. I, I could speak for myself where I know that I've come into a lot of resistance trying to exude any sort of, you know, personal will of mine in some sort of sense, not saying that I had to completely become docile or anything, but a lot of surrender was necessary. And, um, you know, Hey, why, why try to, why try to do the doing energy when, you don't even have it fully figured out on its on its formulation and constructs and stuff like that and how it best suits you and stuff like and how you can prepare it to be 
more beneficial in that way. So yeah, this will yeah, I guess this will be cool to 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 kind of go into. I didn't I didn't really think about it, but uh, yeah, you're definitely right on that point. Yeah, to add the flavor, mm-hmm. right? Of that, you know, it's the nodal axis is shifting, and and now our focus is shifting. And you know, thinking about it, right, the past eighteen months was like re, kind of redefining what we value. And with the South Node being in Scorpio, it's really also about learning what to let go, and whether that's an attitude or a, an emotion, a person, a job, you know, things that don't serve you. And and with the North Node in Taurus, you, you'd expect because we talked about Venus last week. You can go listen to that if you want to hear more about. Uh, you know, the, the Venus archetype and all of that and the principle. But yeah, it's now that, you know, we're walking into this, it's like, you should by now, maybe you should know what you really value, what you truly appreciate and what you want to really go for and all of that. And with that, you know, now use this Aries energy to really be the leader in your own life. And with the South Node and Libra, it's really cutting off the people or um, partnerships or, or things or doing things for other people more than like right now is going to be a me focused type of thing. It doesn't mean become a selfish prick or, or anything like that, but it is with the Aryan energy. I think this is going to be the time where we birth a lot of new leaders and people that are going to be on the forefront. And that's what we're using this energy correctly. I feel like that's what would come out of it on the other end is people now becoming a leader in their own life. And then with that coming into the Pisces North node, I would say that then how can you use that for the collective mm. and the good for the you know whole for itself, right? But we have to build ourselves up as leaders now that we know what we value. And uh, for the people that are waking up maybe a little later or, or not as self-aware of it all and all that, that the people that are, it's our responsibility to be, you know, uh, take the initiative yeah. to really do that. And that's a great Mars word as well, right? Like it's like, and I, I, I'd said it, right? Venus is what you desire. And then Mars is how you get it, right? Mars is going to be how you take action, the masculine principle, because uh, mm-hmm. Venus and Mars are married. So yeah, and that's that's where we're at. So yeah, it's a perfect time to talk about it. Yeah, that'd be a good time to, uh, yeah, definitely a good time to birth more of a stronger leadership role come, come these times and stuff. And like you're saying, when we get into that Pisces shift of the nodes, then, then to kind of approach it differently than the leaderships we've seen and this divisiveness and egotistical way of coming out with who's got the answers and stuff too. Um, I get, I, I really do. I, I hope for that to be more of the, the, the appearance in the collective. Um, but, but yeah, it also, you know, it's all going to start with us doing our own individual work and stuff. And that's, that's been the biggest lesson, you know, is to individuate in that sort of sense and figure out who the fuck we are. But yeah, like this video. Um, let's get going. Um, this, I, I, I want to just start with just with like a little. Um, I'm going to read a little excerpt just to kind of hit us with it. Give us the significations of Mars. All right. Then this is, this is from Cosmos and Psyche uh, by Richard Tarnas. But Mars is the principle of energetic force, the impulse, and the capacity to assert, to act and move energetically and forceful, to have an impact to press forward and against to defend and offend um, to act with sharpness and ardor and the tendency to experience aggressiveness, anger, conflict, harm, violence, forceful, physical energy to be combative, competitive, courageous, vigorous. It is also Eris, the God of war in Greek mythology. Um, Now, a lot of that 
sounds like stuff we're very much so used to when it comes to Mars. We see it as very fiery and angry and in that element and stuff like that. Um, but I think there's also understanding that it's, we have to remember that those are also a lot of times just reactions of things where it's not necessarily, um, you know, always gotta be that it's, it's this combative anger, argumentative and trying to always, you know, come at it with such, such force that is a potential, but, um, I think more so we should re- re- redirect that energy into wh- why, why are we doing that? Well, if, if we feel if we feel like the will is being blocked, which that would be a suppression of Mars and that could come from many things. Maybe you have Mars in detriment in your chart or something like that. Um, but when your will is being suppressed, of course your reaction is going to be to, you know, maybe, want to run in and and burn everything down in that sort of sense or be on guard and stuff where you can redirect that energy into understanding how to overcome some sort of fear using that Martian energy. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and I think the traditional ways of looking at it all is usually it's always correct, but it's always about context. It's about knowing your sign, knowing your house, like any other planets we've talked about. And so it's really important to understand those basic traditional ways of seeing mars but yeah it is also about how is it how is that going to be colored in and that's it's funny because it really does relate to what everything you just said made me think about the next 18 months mm. and i go yeah that's do what that's it is what we need to do now like it is what we really need to jump into with our within our own experiences and really and how ironic right chiron the wounded healer passing through aries and so i feel a healing of the masculine expression of energy is about to come and that's now because it's a main focus something we should all look at within our our own charts and our loved ones and see what we all need to do to really learn to take action and really be the go-getters in our own life and how we could help assist you know the collective uh come in the next 18 months and uh first things first right is like you know be the change you want to see in the world right and that's kind of what the healthy expression to me of what you know mars would be right it's like be that change like go, it comes through taurus we learn our values okay so now how, how can we express that in a health healthy way through our mars to really see you know how our drive works like geo and i have mars and pisces so we have we have in a water sign which it doesn't like to be in but we also i think i've always looked at it this way like for say a mars and pisces out there is you have to be really in tune with your spiritual ideals and really tuned in and ready and willing to help the collective with that drive. You have to have, I just think ideals like your ideals have to be like, I get very inspired or my energy, my Martian energy comes, you know, arises from the correct mode of thinking through ideals that I have developed through the way, you know, through that spirituality of Pisces, but where's yours, right? Where's, you know, anybody listening, where, what element, what sign, what house is your Mars sitting in? And that's how you're going to want to have to take your action. And you could really see your own rhythm through that. Yeah, big time. I mean, that's 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 always going to be the key factor is coming into into that, you know. Yes, yeah, you know, we always talk about going inward and stuff, too. But without being, you know, repetitive of that thing, it's but it's 
also now speaking of Mars and that type of energy and coming from an instinctual place and, um, and, and, and also a place of action and assertion, it's like, okay, now it's, you know, being able to channel that energy and move it in certain directions as well that aren't going to cause that self combustion or to, or to even waste the energy and let it fizzle out as well. Yeah. And, and we could talk about the rulers Mm. real quick. You know, we said Aries, but Scorpio is also Mm. the co-ruler and traditional ruler of it as well. So the inward war that we're fighting, you know, what demons do we have to slash within ourselves for us to really also express it as well? Right. Because you have the feminine expression of Mars, which is inward, which is Scorpio be the evening ruler and Mm -hmm. it would be more of our psychology our our inward desires sexual you know kind of emotions and feelings and stuff like that and our passion but ironically with that inwardness comes the outwardness right which is the aries of you know being impulsive and ready to go to war for whatever it is that we're ready for right so i i feel Mm -hmm. like if you look at the world right now we are and, and how ironic, right? The, how about this France situation? Talk about Martian uh, energy, yeah. you know, right before the nodes are about to switch, right? Like all of a sudden we have some revolutions happening. Uh, you can associate that with mm-hmm. Aquarius, but um, the revolution doesn't happen without war. So whatever form that is. So I mean, it, it's, it seems to me that through the... Uh, the journey that we just went through with figuring out what we value, people have figured it out. And now that Mars is already starting where it like, it's, you know, it's like, we're just putting the tip in and you could see it. And the whole France mm-hmm. thing is, is crazy right now because that I have a feeling is the flavor of the next 18 months when it comes to what we're all feeling and what we need to be doing. And you could look at it like people are taking that initiative. People are getting aggressive they're getting that outwardness to it. And it's ironic, by the way, too, because Scorpio, being the other ruler of Mars, is opposite Taurus, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it, it's, it's, it's like we had to let go of what we didn't value anymore, Scorpio. We had to cut it off, right? We had to transform. We had to transmute that energy. And now we're switching from that Venus-ruled North Node to the Mars. So Mars just went from South Node to North Node. Mm-hmm. And... We're seeing it now. People are <laughs> tired of it. And that's, I think, what we figured yeah. out about all of ourselves is we're fucking sick of it and we want to be, we want to make change. Exactly. Right? And it's, and it's funny too, using, using the nodal signs in that sort of way and, and, and those positions. Like, I, yeah, I also do see it that it's like, as much as we realized that there was this hidden layer of things going on and maybe, it didn't sit right with us and a lot of things we didn't agree with and stuff. Um, but I think there was also a tendency to just kind of stay in place and also, you know, maybe take that Torian side of it, of not wanting, not wanting to do anything about it as well. Like, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe kind of let it sink in and stuff like that, but fixate on the thing. It's like, Oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll deal with it. I guess I'll deal with it. And, and a little bit of complacency when it comes to certain things. And it's like now I don't think that I don't think that attitude's gonna gonna work towards it as well. And I think a lot of people aren't gonna be able to sustain themselves in that attitude. And we're going to see those higher expressions of that Mars energy, of you know, that even even 
even the more radical side of that plutonic energy as well too um but but yeah i mean what a perfect time to really get in order with and that, uh, i i i really think even if you were to look at francis chart and currently now and stuff i guarantee you there's probably there's probably some sort of uh, um significant uh link back to even france's revolution that they had the french revolution oh and i'm sure even what's and even what's kind of playing along with uh france's mars in in in, the, in that chart as well and i'm sure other you know more astrology based oh, people yeah. are gonna hit on that uh any, everyone follow world astrology report that guy's really good at that stuff but um yeah, I, I could definitely see that that's it's right on time, right? Like, it just seems like the cycle has mm-hmm. begun again and it's time for revolution and it fits the Aquarian thing. But where the Aries comes in too is a great word for Aries is tension, right? So I think with that, like what makes us take action, because if you think of a square in a chart, a square is actually Martian ruled, right? Any square you look at is a Martian energy. It wants to cut. It wants to take action. It's forced. It's conflict and all of that. But tension is a great Mars word because that's, you know, when we get tense, we want to remove that, that tense energy. But that only comes with taking action. And that's, I think, what a lot of countries are going to be doing now is because everything is so tense and we know what we're, we're, we're on a more we have more clarity about what we value that Aries energy is there to assist. Mars is there to assist to say, it's not about just war and killing people or conflict, but it's when it's Mm. expressed in the correct manner, it's about the going to war for what you believe or what you value in. Right. And so now Mm. because of that, we're seeing that already starting to play out and, and you look at your own life and see, right? Like what, where is the tension and what's the tension between you and your partnerships, you and your career, you and your money, you and your you and your relationship to the society and government and all of that. And knowing what defines your own ego, because Mars rules Aries, rules the first house, which is self, will propel you mm-hmm. into a future that it is that you want to create. But you have to know thyself, which is a great phrase for Mars. Mm. Know thyself. Can't, can't yeah. take action if you don't know thyself. So yeah wow that's true man i mean that's the thing because the the archetype of mars can be the warrior um either as the aggressor or as as the protector too so so the warrior can be both of that and in many different traditions that you you do have of of mysticism uh the warrior whether a shaman or or even like a uh like an eastern discipline the mystic is considered a spiritual warrior so that's kind of a lot of what you're saying there too like it 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 comes into yes fighting for what you believe but also having the internal fight there too and and you know whether you have to be the aggressor in a sort of situation even even in a spiritual state or you have to be the protector um, like, you know, I think a lot of when we speak of like a lot of the other planets, especially when we're talking about Venus and the moon and, you know, even the sun as well, too, um, a little bit of Mercury as well. But the, a lot of it, you we you know, there's constantly there's always notion towards like this internal healing. I think when it comes to Mars, it kind of shows us more so of like. How do we direct. Um, energy for healing for ourselves, but also more so how do we kind of take what we've processed and 
and have learned to adapt to and heal uh, in order to face a fear, you know, whatever it may be. And it doesn't mean you're like you're you're some scared little bitch or something like that. It's just you're, you're kind of being like, OK, well, now I'm going to show what I'm made up uh, and, and really put to the test if that aspect of me is healed. So and that's the other thing too. Mars, Mars, you know, we know Mars uh, is, is it's sacred day would be Tuesday and that's called tires day after the Norse God tire tire. Yes. Is the God of war, but is also of justice and self-sacrifice. So, you know, the, in the mythology, he gives his, his hand and sacrifice to the wolf monster that threatens the Norse gods. But with the sacrifice uh, to the other gods, to the other gods, um, it's he he plays a little bit of of kind of like yes the warrior but needs to face the fear of being like hey well it's kill or be killed but I'm going to do it because I know it's the greater good and yes I know that you know Mars is also played as you know the villain especially when coming to you know the Greek the Greek mythologies uh, with Eris and everything stuff too and what we see in just modern modern shit that 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 comes on it always portrays that archetype as well and sometimes could be like a source of evil in that sort of sense but it's it's not all that it's the source of what goes with being part of like this god of war and not to mention in all the mythologies it's always um a lot of a lot of the warrior people and a lot of the lot of a lot of those characters and archetypes they're always um taking guidance from some sort of um, goddess or some sort of feminine archetype of like a goddess of war in that sort of sense, um, because they understand that there needs to be the receptive in tune nature. So this is where we're balancing the, the, the principles of, of the Venusian and the Mar the Martian, the, the feminine and the, and the masculine aspects. And that's where we need to know where to pull and like the ebb and flow for it and to bring it in and pull it out and stuff too, because what like what we said i think what i said in the in the past episode too was um you know it's not just about you know that the fighting part of it it's not just about that action set it's understanding the source of pain and fear um and and not necessarily evil but it the pain and fear and being able to go into that mode and go into understanding survival in that sort of sense yeah it may not be life or death survival but go into that sort of sense <clears throat> in order to transform what's going on. Like we said, you know, that was uh, Mars was the traditional ruler Scor Scorpio. So that's going to come into play too. Yeah. And you, you mentioned <laughs> the guidance from a goddess. You could, it could be Venus and it could also be the moon, right? Cause if you look at the personal build, the individual and the, the allegorical, aspects to that story and you you apply it to an individual the sun is you know who i am on a soul spirit level the moon is how i feel and then with mercury it's how i think and then venus is you know what i like what i desire and to an extent on the internal and so to get guidance on an individual level use the allegory yourself is how do you feel about this and what do you desire from it right so and what's going to create a good or, or bad expression of mars is your feelings and what it is you desire on an internal level, mm -hmm. getting the guidance from the inner feminine and saying, you know, with if you were to say to Venus, what is it that I value? What is it that I seek out in this life? And then that's going to 
affect the action taken by the mm-hmm. Martian energy, right? So the good or bad comes from those values, from your feelings. How in control are you of those feelings? And that's where you can apply also the inward Mars, the feminine Mars of Scorpio, and say, what do you need to cut? What do you need to go to war with in yourself to become a more integrated and higher vibrational being to then be fighting for the right thing or the good thing. It's going to dictate what mm-hmm. side you're basically on. Is it for self? Is it for other? Is it for everyone? Is it for no one? Is it for the sake of good? Is it for the sake of evil? But it's always going to be dictated by everything that colors in prior. And it goes in order in the solar system. That's right. It's why where it goes the sun, then it goes Mercury, and it goes Venus, and it goes the moon. I mean, but the moon would come first technically because it comes after the sun, but in the solar system aspect of it, those things come before Mars and then we use it symbolically to say this is what's coloring it in. So now when we're going in and hitting the, uh, I guess a good metaphor for Mars is hitting the gas pedal. And that's what Mars is, right? Is the gas pedal. How are we going to assert ourselves and what's it for? And we need to figure that out and then also need to use the scorpion energy of what what it is it underneath or inward that we need to also cut and go to war with then you know to have that healthy expression of uh of mars so yeah definitely mm-hmm. you know the, the, the whole mythologies man they always connect it's great they, they they really do because that's the other thing too it's like the, the there's in all the mythologies other uh, the other types of like uh war god forms um you know, yeah, a lot of them you see now, like when we speak of them, like have that stigma attached to them of of kind of like, you know, whatever, some sort of like good and evil type of thing, too. But like even when you look at um, the Set and Horus uh, Egyptian mythology and stuff, Set, uh, you know, is always looked at as, you know, a lot of times now the god of evil or in some sort of way, but originally was a god of destruction and and the desert storm winds where you know, that's almost it's it's that's what is more helpful, I feel like, because it's showing you that more necessary side of chaotic natural events or something like that. Right. You know, say it's just saying in, in this form and stuff, because, you know, that with those, um, you know, with that destruction and like desert storm winds and stuff, the blowing of the sand, you know, it's creating new mounds. And, you know, yes, it could be, you know, uh, blocking out you know, your sight momentarily and everything. And it's very harsh on the skin and stuff too, but also it is creating more, you know, it's creating that erosion. It's creating form. It's creating more, you know, uh, a channeling and, and, and pathways and stuff for the natural ground and the natural earth as well. So it's like, you have to see it like those, just those attributions um, that, that, that come in that way too. Not only that, I think also when we're when we're looking at at Mars, that Mars can be um, also like intellectual energy. Like sometimes when we have that physical energy, or we have like that Martian feeling, like of of that needing to assert, yeah, needing to needing to do. A lot of times that could get channeled into mental or intellectual. Uh, activities, mm-hmm. you know, uh, think, thinking up inventions uh, or like even just kind of like the mathematical processing or uh, or just some sort of like engineering in some sort of way. I think that's also like a Mars Uranus aspect in, in that sort of sense, dealing with like software engineering um, or just people that that do mathematics and technology and stuff. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, there's that, but it's also that Mars is not only just the warrior in the way we spoke about it too, but it's also uh, the hunter. You know, you you know nowadays hunting would be more so as like I got to go out, I got to I got to work, um, I got to you know make money and stuff like that. I'm not happy if I don't have this and stuff and shit. So. Um, yeah, we may not have to necessarily hunt for food and stuff like that, but the Mars archetype within us still demands that thrill and that challenge of the hunt of whatever we're going after. Maybe some people it's, you know, real low frequency base and the hunt of the, the hunt of that, that woman or that sexual desire and stuff like it too. Um, but it could be those other things like learning to acquire those skills of, you know, some sort and whatever thing that makes you feel most alive in that in that sort of way. But even just no matter what, it's that challenging aspect of trying to purposely get towards a goal. You know, it's you know, you think of the glyph of, of Mars, too. It is that symbol. It's like the arrow fired from within the circle of the sun. Yeah, because Mars also could be uh, referenced as the use of weapons in war. Mm. Right. It's also yeah. could be survival, but it could be. Not survival and instinct in the fashion of like just surviving war, but uh, self motivation, right? Like your mm. your your self motivation, what drives you uh, in direct situations to to really take action to then to accomplish? Like you said, you know, go hunt. Well, the hunt wasn't for just to kill the animal, or just to kill, or just to use the weapon, but it was to feed the family. So it was mm. to be the provider. So it's. When we say go to war, it's not really go to war, but it is to take to take on their survival and motivating motivated instinct to take on a challenge to then do something good or to win some, you know, you could look at it as winning, but it's more domination or uh, mm-hmm. accomplishment would be. That's why it's funny. Mars loves being in Capricorn. It's exalted. Why? Because it's trying to accomplish something so when mars Mm -hmm. is traveling through capricorn it's exalted and it's in its favorite spot to be because that's kind of the end goal of mars is to take you know any situation even if if it's competition or not and to come out on top or to get what it is that was desired in a sense Mm -hmm. yeah to to over to overcome that that intention you know, and to, to prosper with it in that sort of way. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a good way to really understand in that sort of sense, especially when it's easy to get lost in the whole, you know, the aggressor, the warrior and stuff like that, like really, really dig deeper into even the more heart aspects, not just the, the role root sac, uh, sacral, you know, type of, of survival energy as well too you got to think about that there is a a mental and emotional factor that comes into play you know whether what even if it's just the how the emotion needs to be handled um through that quick way of needing to think of whether it's to survive or to protect or to provide or to conquer in that sort of sense like there is more of a calculation towards it Right. And in a healthy expression of it, right? You can have your negative yeah. expressions, which could be, you know, cruelty, aggression, lustful would be good, Scorpio, right? Ruthless, um, a volcanic, like a volcanic explosion is a great, you know, 
symbol for the expression of it, which is like mm-hmm. a volcanic emotional force coming up from the underworld, I guess, right? A Scorpio. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's expressed in a healthy way, it's our basic physical strength and and power center to really conquer the thing that we're we're trying to conquer to get what it is that we have desired from the start. Because Mars mm-hmm. takes on the role as what we have on the inside and we're driving it into the outer environment, right? And we want to take that and assert ourselves in a healthy way to then go get that thing, mm-hmm. right? And in the unhealthy way, we could see a lot of that. And it's, it's like I said, it's ironic, but right now, not only do we have the nodes transitioning into the Aries archetype and to be ruled by Mars for the next 18 months, but we also have had the wounded healer, Chiron, in Aries, which is ironic because... If you look out in the world, you have the Andrew Tate situations, you have the transgender situations, you got, you know, Kevin Samuels, all the the energy of that masculine trying to bust through, pun intended. Um, but uh, mm. um, but like, yeah, it, it's tr- it's with the wounded healer there. I would see it as it's trying to heal itself. But with healing anything, we know that with the. When we go through a healing process, all the bad shit has to come out. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I say bad, I mean the unbalanced and unhealthy expressions. And that's why I would expect, you know, maybe within this time period that's coming with Mars being the ruler of the North Node to see the unhealthy side of it try to come out. And then at the same time, see the healing start to really come about probably within the next two years. Mm hmm. Yeah, it can't just be it can't just be uh you know fighting fire with fire all the time and stuff too. I think that kind of like um surpasses or like kind of uh bypasses, I should say, more of the the the, the required healing maybe that needs to kind of go on too. Um like not really taking that chemical reaction stuff cuz let's remember too, Mars would be Scorpio as well. Um so that that is that is water, but um, it's more of that applied heat and that chemical reaction to kind of bring that to uh, a, 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 roaring, a, ro- a roaring boil. And <laughs> that would create some sort of steam as well, too. So there is some transformation from the depths of the water and stuff to kind of emerge into a new form in that sort of sense, too. So you could kind of look at it elementally in that way. Um but yeah, but not just not even just the waters, the liquids too, and also let's remember that uh, Mars also is its metal rulership would be iron, and iron is a big point of you know maintaining our blood, and yeah. the blood is what keeps the body alive, and it holds all the nutrition. It holds, uh, you know, it, it helps bring everything to where it needs to go into the body as well too. It takes that initiative all the time and stays in constant circulation. And there can be the deficiencies. It's what keeps our immunity as well and stuff too. And you could probably also look at your chart and to see uh, when somebody has a debilitated Mars, they may have something like sickle cell anemia, um, you know, uh, let's say a low, low iron, low iron and stuff like that. That'll, that you'll see those with people with Mars placements that, are more so in its detriment or its depression and stuff or the fall like you'll you'll see more so of that into people so that even requires an action too where you're going to need to strengthen the blood you're going to need to strengthen the um 
the the transporter, you know, the carrier and the transporter of all the things that keep the minerals and nutrition to keep all the rest of the parts of the body alive. And that same could be metaphorically with the fact of just even what, how you need to even take action and take root and take uh, transformation as well too. If you're going into something carrying no sort of sense of nutrition or value and stuff, and you're trying to bring it into a certain situation just by pure force and pure, pure will, but but none none of that other stuff to back it up, then it's it's just going to be it's just going to be empty, you know, and you're not going to get that desired outcome. Yeah, and you said related to iron and blood, iron oxidizes the mm-hmm. blood and it makes it red. And Mars is the mm-hmm. uh, angry red planet, right? So it, it, mm-hmm. it's it's the same iron in our in the hemoglobin that creates our blood to actually be that color, and it happens to be that expression of it. So. It, yeah, and it, it it's another way to put it too. With your thing on the inside is you know with Mars taking action, getting the job done. That's what the the body's trying to do, and the blood and all that. And ironically, by the way, um, I have Mars Pisces, but in the fourth house, uh, ruling if you want to say the mother, right, or the home and the roots. And I actually have a lot of um, I think it's Mediterranean anemia. I think it's called. Yeah. Um, yes. My grandma. My, my mom. Hashimoto's disease, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, my grandma has it, mm-hmm. and I I think my mom might have it, and she sleeps a lot. And uh, I even have mm-hmm. ups and downs. I've never gotten tested for it, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, having mm-hmm. Mars in that placement, um, especially with it's so funny with the fourth house, right? Roots and family to be passed down the Mediterranean anemia or some kind of blood uh, imbalance or lack thereof, mm-hmm. right? Of 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 uh, nutrients and all that other stuff so yeah low plate, definitely low see platelet that. levels yeah sure that's true i, I would like to see because it's weird because both my mom and her brother both my mom and my uncle they have that same that same thing um and yeah it'd be interesting to see because because i don't think i'm trying to think if i ever even too like with mars and pisces if i've ever had um i mean i remember one time having low a low platelet count or something like that but yeah, I mean, and once again, I think it has to do with a lot of, of other things and, you know, play, coming into play with it. And especially if something is pulling on on that energy as well, you know, because also Mars does act as um, as a draining, like even draining of abscesses and stuff like that, too. Um, you think of, you know, using the iron scalpel to cut an abscess to drain the pus out of it or something like that. Mm. It's, you know, right. that figuratively in that way. Let me let this cat out because he's meowing up a storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and so where do you have your Mars in your chart? You know, uh, where does Aries sit in your chart? All important things to look at when you're thinking about all this stuff. And uh, like we had went through last week, you know, going through the elements. And I think that's one of the most important things you could do, especially if you're more of a beginner at this stuff. But seeing what elements uh, or what element that your Mars is sitting in and whether it's in water or whether it's in earth or air or fire and and it's going to tell you you know what is going to be the best elemental way to express yourself and to express your desires and all of that where with water i feel like a lot of it's going to have to be with your emotional state your uh, your inner world the inner feelings it's more of the scorpionic take is going to be more of an impact on how your mars works and and on all of that and then with earth it's more about the practicality and stability and how how much 
earthly sense it makes and all of that fire being what lights the path it's going to be really about what gets you going and all of that i think those are going to be more sexualized types of people um more competitive types of people if you look at a lot of uh um athletes and stuff like that you're going to see a lot of mars ninth house 10th house mars first house the the fiery houses and realms are even the signs and so where is it that yours sits in and when you take the element you're gonna really find out what was i missing air right so mars in air would be someone i feel like would go to war with words someone who wants to fight the battle a politician someone who wants to debate um, just like having the Mercury, right? Where you have Mercury Aries, uh, which is Martian ruled, right? So you're going to, you, we talked about it a million times already. You know, you're going to want that fiery debate and you enjoy that. Same thing with the Mars in an air sign, Mercury being ruled by Gemini. Um, but yeah, where where does that energy really, you know, function in your chart? And you're going to find out exactly what it is you need to um, be prepared for it and how to take action and then it's going to be your strength and it's going to be your power center. So, very mm-hmm. important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's true. And also, um, a lot of uh, people with Mars fire placements tend to have some sort of uh, background in either firefighting or um, pyrotechnicians and stuff too. I bet you, and especially even pyrotechnician and stuff like that, you could probably see some type of uh, um, play on with even that Uranian structure with Mars, um, possibly too with the fire Mars. Um, right. But yeah, and it's 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 crazy how you could see those people like people with those certain placements just alone by the elements and stuff. But then when you go into each element and break down, and see the signs, you could see like the difference where it's like Mars Aries is probably like to, you know, the firefighter rushing into the fire and everything and stuff uh, like that too. And then you have um, maybe, you know, the Mars Leo might like to, you know, that I feel like that would be more so of like the, the iron worker and being creative in a sort of sense and like kind of using in that forging of, of, of things as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, we could go, we could go into all of them and stuff, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah and it's simple, right. But then especially if, mm-hmm. because you look at the modality too, and all of that with Mars and Leo, someone's going to be so fixed on mm-hmm. themselves and their sense of identity. And they're going to fight for their own sense of identity and to be seen and to be, and that's how they're going to take action. Real bougie, I feel like. I, mm-hmm. I know a Mars and Leo uh, girl, mm-hmm. bougie. Uh, you know, I'm worth this, and I'm gonna. I'll let you know that I'm worth this. That type of energy. Mars Sag, mm-hmm. I could see definitely being more of like someone who's on the idealistic side, where they're gonna fight for their ideals and they're gonna fight for outward expression. The preacher who is, you know, God, you know, God, God. So you know, this is for God. Um, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I, and I, I told you, it's the elemental view of all these things. It's just such a real hack to see, you know, just the basics of someone. And then when you color it in with the signs, you really get the details. Um, I'll, I'll read an excerpt as well of uh, from that book, uh, same book, Essential Astrology. I love it. Uh, it says, Mars is often referred to as the war planet, painting a picture that Mars is aggressive and conflict-seeking. But Mars is not inherently aggressive, as it is a style of expression that can be very that can vary given the sign in which Mars resides. When the potential for conflict arises, 
it is Mars that we call upon. So in that way, it is the war planet, but not because Mars inherently wants to initiate war or loves war necessarily. Mars is built to defend and attack, but our reasons for engaging in conflict uh, are as varied as the signs and houses in which Mars may reside in. Basically, a lot of what we just said, right? When what we want, mm. uh, when what we want conflict with what another with another wants, Mars can settle the issue. But whether it does not, it does so by negotiation, aggressive attack, or surrender, all depends on the sign through which it expresses. Even refusing to take action is an action. It is an act of will, right? And that's, um, I hate to bash us, but that's Mars Pisces, right? The uh, passive aggressive, like, oh, how can we make this as uh, easy as possible so we could just kind of get it over with? And, uh, you know, I don't really want too much conflict here. And if we do, it arises and then it teeters real quick. Definitely. I think because also like that, that is also showing that like a negative, a negative effect from that could be like that just like, in, you're staying calm on the outside you're showing that but it's fucking exploding and boiling everything up within you yeah. and stuff and that leads to destruction right. and it's funny i think that even just shows even position wise in the chart like if mars is below the horizon you know for us it would be on the r- relationship side of the chart and other people side of the chart and it's like more so the action oriented kind of goes you know more more inward inwardly about you know towards the person and stuff too and kind of more so we kind of see or like the willful you know way we want to kind of proceed with things or assert ourselves but or maybe we feel blocked from those things you know or that's or that's a big concern you know it's funny before we started recording we were talking about things we were you know we just catching up and all mm-hmm. that we do because we don't talk all week but geo went to the workplace mm-hmm. and kind of dealt with a little bit of a martian type energy and it's funny because in my not not that my family or my home life is causing it but i am experiencing the martian tense the tension mm. of things have to change in my home or in my my inner world right meaning my home as my vessel my body or my inner world because i have it in the fourth house geo has it in the sixth right so fourth would be home roots you know your inner security all of that and as soon as someone or something starts to really affect that my Martian energy comes out where Geo in his workplace and his service to others, right? You wanted to be a firefighter Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you also work, you know, you work in the food industry, but you work in the service industry, sixth house, Mm -hmm. and you deal with a lot of conflict when it comes to the people you work with, sixth Mm -hmm. house ruling ruling coworkers. So it's ironic, of course, just like last week when we were Mm -hmm. bringing up Venus, it's like that energy is in the air and it's the universe itself preps us for these talks mm-hmm. and it was absolutely relevant to it. How funny, yeah. right? I, I, it really is though, because look at it even like where the desire and the will was kind of like, Oh, I want to be a firefighter. Like, yeah. But it was like, I, that was like being like held back for me to be like, nah, you can't. So what ended up coming out first and being done where it was like, of course it was like, Oh well, yeah. You know, you're more so of the, the fire energy is going to come out more in pursuing of, the cooking and you know being in that in that culinary realm and stuff i had too and it's like that's constantly in your face too but also on the more like oh wanted to be a firefighter thing it was like that still got put down down below on the tier and it was more so of the venus aspect came out of the first responder where i was like well emt you know more so it's like it's close but this is more of the nurturing thing, not the go in there put out the fire type of thing and stuff even though venus is in uh the that that mars ruled sign 
Right. Well, and Venus mm-hmm. being in Aries is responding to that Mars. Yep. So it's just ironic. So, mm-hmm. and uh, also ironically, right? Next paragraph says, just as Venus uh, has been stereotyped as a planet representing the feminine, Mars is associated with the masculine. This has been interpreted in the past as a division with Venus being synonymous with women and Mars with men, artificially dividing the two planets along with the two genders in tidy boxes. Mm. Older astrology texts often reflect the zeitgeist in which they were written, stating that Venus in a man's chart will dictate the kind of woman he is sexually attracted to and vice versa for women, essentially encouraging a given gender to disown the opposite one and project it onto someone of the opposite gender. The terms masculine and feminine, though, can be used can be useful in understanding the Mars-Venus planetary pair, but only if we understand the symbolism at work outside of the strict literal definitions. The masculine energy represented by Mars in this sense is the pursuing, outgoing type of energy as the yang to the yin of the yielding, receptive energy of the feminine. So, and that's why I love this style astrology, and this is evolutionary astrology. Um, Yeah, the whole like literalism is just not, it doesn't serve anymore maybe in the older ancient astrology and traditional astrology that's why even like i know that there's that little bit of like i won't call it a battle speaking of mars right um Mm -hmm. or that like you know you got traditional astrologers and you got traditional astrology hellenistic and then you have evolutionary and uranian and all the modern stuff and i hear a lot of the traditional astrologers always say like oh modern rulers is what i like to ignore in a way like don't ignore it they don't really fully bash it but they're very consistent in like, oh, we, we stick to the, the traditional way. But to me, all the new astrology is bringing out more of the archetypal, mm-hmm. uh, the less of the literalism and the less of the faded aspects of it, of this is what it is and all that. But like it brings that more expansive and broad view, like stepping back 10,000 feet and seeing it as an energy and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I think it's healthy to see it. And so, yeah, Mars isn't just men and Venus isn't women, but it is the outgoing force and the and the pursuing opposed to the receptive receiving and and, and the inward exp- uh, desire of something. Um, so, yeah, very very interesting. And it's funny we were just talking with you about your you know your Venus Mars. Yeah, that's true though. That's why you're about the whole traditional thing versus modern. Like it is true though if you think about it. Like we do need to have those you know that that we do need to have to come into and that's what we're seeing through more of like the modern astrology is coming to that awareness of the evolution of you know application you know and kind of being able to right you know br- bring bring out those di- those different aspects and through through different viewings and it becomes more more personal you know it helps you think outside the box becca tarnas said this Speaking of, right, the Tarnas mm-hmm. family, uh, she had said astrology or anything like this is always seen through the lens of the culture, mm. right? So at that particular time, certain planets and certain symbols and they had their expression and to suit that era in time. And so now as the culture changes, as the times change, it's time for things to evolve and not stay the same as well when it comes to even a science like astrology. So I'd rather see the progression. I'd rather see things kind of alter and shift and according to what the culture is actually because like, you know, it's in, it's context, right? Like you you have to take into the context of the times we live in to really fully integrate and and make useful of of something like this. 
so you can actually apply it opposed to like just sticking to this Saturnian tradition of, oh, this is how it is and this is how it always was and all that. And that's how I kind of always felt from the traditional Hellenistic people, right? Like not that maybe they don't mean it, but I do see the Saturnian authority of like, no, this is the way it was and this is the way it is and this is the way it will always. And Uranus coming in with the age of Aquarius and also being discovered most recent, right? In the few past few hundred years is, is like, okay, time to break that up and time to bring in this, this new evolutionary mode uh, of, of astrology and all that. And that's why I'm, would consider myself more interested. Uh, and as I become more of an astrologer would be the evolutionary aspects of it. Yeah. Big time. So, uh, one more excerpt from this, uh, from this book and this is Mars in action and it's going to give, uh, a little bit of an example of everything we've been talking about. So, uh, Mars, when Mars is found in Scorpio in the natal chart, it often indicates a person who is intensely driven by their passions, who wants to take everything they do to its deepest potential and beyond. They will never be satisfied with half efforts or careful actions. A person with displacement favors courageous, borderline destructive, breaking through their own barriers action that makes them feel most alive. Uh, when they get angry, their reaction is strong and forceful, which can consume them, and they may sometimes take extreme actions fueled by the depths of their emotional response. So you see right there, the, right, the fuel of their emotional response, it's because Scorpio is Mars. So it's, it is that inward, like, oh, you know, like it's got to be intense. It's got to be this and that. And Scorpio is there to do that. And that's why if you know both, and this is where the traditional comes into play, if you know the, the inward and outward expression of Mars, not taking into account Pluto, who is, who is the modern ruler, yeah, you could totally see the Martian. You could see how they got it, right? You could see how they, they, they why they define it that way. Um, so with Mars and Scorpio in the seventh, say, this intensity is directed into relationships, seventh house being relationships, an intense need to connect deeply, not superficially or casually, with one or two significant people in their lives that they can build trust with. They may be at risk for overwhelming significant others with their intensity and sometimes possessiveness, especially if the partner needs more breathing room in the relationship than Mars and Scorpio does. They give and require loyalty and transparency for those they love in order to trust seventh house uh, them. By contrast, if Mars is placed in Scorpio in the second house, that intensity and all or nothing approach will likely be directed into their achievements and building resources. Uh, second house is big for me, so I totally get that. Mm. Building a strong resume, literally or metaphorically, can provide an important sense of personal power and strength. They may be at risk for pushing themselves or situations too far in order to combat any insecurity that they may feel about their abilities or worth to prove themselves to others and themselves. Second house being the Taurus ruler, being value, being mm. finance, being resources, being skills, and all of that, and that Martian intensity being that in, in, in their own... Uh, way of expressing who they are and the actions they take. So mm-hmm. yeah, very interesting. Anything to add to that? Yeah, Anything no, definitely. I like that. I mean, especially, yeah, especially with, you know, it being Mars being Aries and the, and the self, like you just said, like it is, you know, feeling that need to show that worth and show that value with that Mars and second house placement. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the sum up, right. This is, so you can ask these questions of Mars, in your chart and the sign in the house in which it resides will reveal the answer. So what motivates you to take action on something? In what way do you go after what you want? How do you express your passionate nature? What turns you on? In what ways do you defend yourself when hurt, scared, or angry? What kinds of things make you angry and how do you show it? How do you handle yourself in arguments or confrontations? And how do you prefer to release pent up energy? Um, 
and for us, right? How do we release pent up energy? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, Piscean, quiet, yeah, meditation, disassociation. Mm-hmm. Let right? it fizzle out. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. It's Mars and Pisces. Is it's not a fall aspect and all that, and it's not a bad one. It's very neutral, mm-hmm. but it's in water, so Mars doesn't like to be in water. So you could say it's more of that negative expression of mars i guess if you want to say it that way which i don't believe positive negative for signs i mm-hmm. feel the expression is what's positive or negative but yeah and if you would go through the signs you could see how do you you know mars and aries is going right to war right uh it's, it's gonna go fight fight the war and, and the battle mm-hmm. mars and taurus real quick let me throw this in and I, I think i've mentioned this before but uh mars and taurus right mm-hmm. so i know someone with that's an two pe- three people with aries rising two of them have mars and taurus one happens to be landscaper. Taurus, ruling gardening, farming, all of that. How does he t- take action? How does he make his money? It's in landscaping, which is, you know, going and I guess if you wanted to say this metaphorically, going to war with uh, the grass and and the weeds and making his money that way. So it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to take, to take other people that you know and to apply this is probably more, sometimes more fun or more enjoyable than it is looking at yourself. Yeah, it definitely. Because then you get to see it more so firsthand, and like it, it you know, you you're not focusing on yourself, so there's not going to be that internal fight necessarily of, of that major attachment to it to be like, oh, I'm so like that, like just right away attached to something, or or right away like put, totally being like, ah, that doesn't resonate at all. You know, looking at it from the outside kind of gives you a little bit more wiggle room. You know, looking at other people and other other situations, right? Yeah, right. And another trick uh, to, for anyone looking into charts and stuff is to look at where Aries and Scorpio is in your chart, and that's going to have a lot to do with uh, your relationship to your Mars, right? Mm-hmm. Because so I ha- and it's ironic, right? We was my new thing, right? My new my newfound love for reading charts is seeing pat the pattern show up over and over again in different forms right so it's funny i have mars and pisces and scorpio rules the 12th house in my chart so obviously that's a there's an ongoing thing to be a spiritual warrior or to be someone who fights for the ideals of spirituality and stuff Mm -hmm. so i thought it's you could look at that too wherever aries or scorpio is in whatever houses they rule is ruled by that mars so you can make that connection Mm -hmm. i love doing that yeah yeah, and I had, and I have, I have the third house uh, ruled by Scorpio, and you know that's also the house of communication. And I know that a lot of Mercury things Aries. could get, yeah, and it could get real, either real tense or heated uh, type of communication styles, or totally misconstrued and misunderstood, and you know muddying the waters, and like that wasn't the atten- the intention, and that frustration builds up internally and becomes its own type of form of aggression in some sort of way right yeah and with pluto and scorpio as well muddying the waters pluto being the sewage manager right Mm -hmm. um yeah having that sewage in the i know that uh you have it in the second Mm -hmm. house i think in your uh equal house chart yeah but still scorpio still rules the third mercury Mm -hmm. and aries being mars it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, obviously you have to see there's so there's a focus for you. So but I see you got your book out. What do you got for us? Um so yeah, so I got thought I thought this was um kind of interesting as far as looking at Mars, especially since constantly it's always talked about like this aggression side and stuff like that. But this uh this is uh this is from the archetypal universe by Ren Butler. Um but he kind of mentions about 
how um how they've actually encouraged that type of and why that type of energy and why so at times old style religious texts even seem to encourage sectarian aggression with terrible consequences for everyone involved in holotropic states by contrast people learn to withdraw their aggressive energies from the social sphere sphere and aim them at transcendence represented in the physical world as the space above one's head once the commitment the commitment of full expression without acting out is made clients in sessions are able to express and release enormous amounts of aggression from their psyches consuming it from a finite pool inside them and decreasing its effects in their everyday lives from the transpersonal side we might suggest that mars represents the universal mind's own urges toward action and adventure one of possible motivations for its creation of the material universe um i'll stop i'll stop at that because then he starts quoting something that somebody said um but yeah i think like that kind of reminds me of even in those um what do you call it plant medicine type shamanistic you know healing things that people do a lot of times um it brings out that and they encourage that to bring out that that pain and that aggression and like or the sexual trauma or something like that like and you see and they encourage that reaction whether it's the screaming the yelling convulsions happening and stuff like that and and it allows them to kind of after that is exuded to kind of go back in like it was saying in that finite point and find it in this pool and and now that they've kind of like we're able to take this outer experience of it and get around around all that that pain and that hurt and that negative reaction towards whatever it is that's hurting them they can now address it in some sort of way so i think that is you know instead of just trying to i just think that's just another key to uh being like hey just don't avoid don't don't just avoid you know the 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 pain the hurt the aggression the anger that you feel and stuff like that like confront it you know that's going to be part of that's part of the mars energy too is to to have have that willpower to want to confront and overcome fears or pain or whatever it may be or malice right beautiful mm-hmm. well i think on that note yeah i think that's i think that's good yeah, going right that's along. it for, yeah and that's it for the personal planets and mm-hmm. uh, um wow. we'll be jumping into jupiter uh next which begins the social planets mm-hmm. of jupiter and saturn right so um yeah that's on that's next on the list but we appreciate you guys for for hanging around like subscribe mm-hmm. comment uh send some support send some love uh you'll get one more episode i believe before geo embarks on his journey to italy mm-hmm. um so wish him good luck and I'm sure yeah. he's excited, right? I'll root myself in per, in preparance for Jupiter. Wait, and you and you leave wait. on the day that the North Node goes into. Wait, am I going to be here for? I I, see, I keep forgetting. Am I going to be here? Oh, for then the next? you might. Yeah, we maybe maybe you don't get another episode with them. And, and, and yeah, whatever it is, so. I'm sure. But yeah, okay. so there you go. But I will be going into more of that Jupiterian set uh, Sagittarius side of it, and I'll try to engulf myself with that and. And come bring to it that, back, yeah. So you can talk expand about on that higherness. Not to mention where I'm going, there is a lot of old sacred temple sites that I will be going to visit that were in um, in homage to, say, like Venus, Mars, and, and Jupiter. So yeah, very nice. Uh, Just stay uh, the hell away from France. 
Yeah. That's the bed. Yeah. yeah. Not going I there. I want to be there. I'm going to be in an island in the middle of the Mediterranean. <laughs> well, a giant mountain. I'm sure you're going to. I'm sure you're gonna have a great time, and it's like, mm-hmm. like I said, ironically, you're going on the day the nodes shift, so mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Yes. All right. Well, I'm definitely yeah. happy for you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's gonna be good. But anyway, all right. Thank you for listening. Uh, like I said, like, share, subscribe, comment, do all that fun stuff. And uh, Geo, before we go, anything else to say? Some oh, la- last, some last words. Stay, stay um, stay golden, stay level-headed, and like this, like this whole thing is find that inner healing and power to to kind of transform yourself through this awareness and 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 really play out the archetypes in your in your own psyche in your own in your own world that you're in and stuff too and you know allow yourself to get lost in that but recognize that you're not you're not really lost because you're 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 actually taking action and awareness and stuff and if you feel like you need to do more like this is action enough I concur to that. Pioneer those new grounds. Mm -hmm. Get lost so you could pioneer and find new new things, right? About yourself or about the world. Exactly. Well said. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, until next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.